Brian Tracy was the first person I heard talk about this idea that an airplane uses 10 times more energy to go from zero to 85 miles an hour and achieve liftoff than it does to maintain a rate of 400 miles an hour at an elevation of 30,000 feet. Think about that when you consider why you might not have reached your goals in 2021. The hardest part of any journey to live your purpose is just generating and sustaining the energy to get your dreams off the ground to begin with. But why is that so difficult? This week on Life Amplified, we'll look at the internal and external forces that keep us playing small, talk about why you're already programmed to live your dreams, and give you four steps to bring your dreams to life in 2022, yes, even when you're afraid. Welcome back. What is an amplified life? It's having amplified relationships with people who support and encourage you to be your best. It's having amplified energy to conquer the challenges of the day. And it's having an amplified career, one that's meaningful to you, the world, and your bank account. I'm Dan Mason, Life Reinvention Coach, helping you discover your calling and create an amplified life on your terms. This is the Life Amplified Podcast. It feels like the perfect time of year for us to be having this conversation. As I'm recording the podcast, it is Christmas week. I know that that is a tremendous religious celebration for some people in my audience, and and you're very connected to a religious meaning of a holiday. Some of you don't celebrate at all, and the way that I always approach these things is from a metaphorical perspective. I think that there is a tremendous symbolism in the idea of Christmas that works for anybody that we can all learn from no matter what you believe. And the message is this, the divine comes in humble packages. When you look at the origin story of Jesus, born to a teenage mother in extreme poverty conditions, there was no money or budget or not enough income to get, to get into a medical facility or to stay at an inn. He was literally born in a barn slept in a manger, and yet from those humble beginnings was able to rise up and become a transformational leader whose teachings have survived for thousands of years. Now, what does that have to do with us? Well, the lesson for me is that it doesn't matter how small your beginnings are. What matters is that you start something that expands love in the universe, that you start a message, an idea that is deeply personal to you, that is the highest expression of who you are and somehow serves humanity in the process. And most people who listen to this podcast and people who come into my coaching practice from 18 different countries at this point, all have an idea, like this thing germinating within them that they want to bring forward. You know, for some of you, it's a coaching practice or a podcast of your own. For others, it's just a business idea, an invention, a book, uh, a TED Talk that you want to give. And yet, if you look at where you are today in your goals versus where you were on January 1st, how much progress have you really made? Sometimes we get so overwhelmed in the process of beginning we never get started to begin with. So when we look at these forces, both internal and external, that keep us playing small, the first thing that we want to look at 
is your own personal narrative. You know, there are many people who also grew up in those humble beginnings that you didn't come from a family where success or creativity or expression was really encouraged, nor was it modeled for you by your parents. Uh, in fact, there was a huge survival programming that money doesn't grow on trees. We have to save just enough money to get by. You know, life is about chopping wood, carrying water. I talked to a gentleman recently who had reached out about one-on-one -on -one coaching, and he grew up in a military home, you know, with a father who was very hardcore, follow the rules, and just told him that, you know, you shut up and play by the rules. And he's been doing that in his corporate job for 35 years, where he's undervalued and underpaid, and he's not pursuing the artistic vision that he has. This is a man who has like this innate talent uh, in buying and flipping homes. Like he and his wife bought a property at a pretty small price and rebuilt like HGTV style, a Tuscan farmhouse and sold the thing at a half million dollars profit. And yet, He's not going back and doing that. He's still obsessed about this corporate job where he feels like he should be making $40,000 more a year. And he's so obsessed on why can't I get the extra 40 grand? He's forgetting the fact that, Jesus God, like I got a gift within me that can generate a half million dollars profit once a year. Why would we do that? Why would we abandon our creative visions and our natural abilities and our talents? Well, because there was this survival programming from childhood that you just follow the rules and you do what you're told. I also want to be clear that small beginnings don't always mean this ongoing cycle of struggle, although that may very well resonate for you. Uh, you know, for uh, I've shared the story here on the podcast of growing up in high school, what I really wanted to do was pursue theater and acting full time, but I had no base of reference in my life that anybody could make a living in the arts. I had a father who was very successful. We were not a family that struggled for money, uh, but he was very successful in the radio industry. So when I was too afraid to follow my dreams and I just you know didn't believe in myself enough, I followed his path. And I was able to be very successful. And even though that wasn't a traditionally small path, I'm making air quotes as I say that, it was small relative to my soul and the work that I'm doing today, right? So, you know, we want to look at just what was that internal programming that you're dealing with? And this is very difficult for people because a lot of times, you're not even aware of that. Like the things that you were told growing up about money, about opportunity, about creativity, about following your dreams, you know, those things were beaten into your head so many times, you just believe it is truth. You don't even stop to question whether it's actually spiritually true in the broader sense. So we want to start to bring awareness to some of those internal factors. And then even when people have gone through a personal growth journey and they've done the work and they've started to illuminate those subconscious blind spots that keep them stuck, there is an external factor that keeps people playing small. And that is the fact that they don't want to be seen starting small. This is especially true for those of you who have an identity around being successful. 
even if the path that you've chosen isn't fulfilling, if it's generating money and it's got you a nice home and a nice car and makes your life look great on Instagram, it's hard to walk away from that and be perceived as uh, struggling or starting out in a new endeavor. I think about my first year as a coach. You know, I walked away from a job where I was making in excess of $160,000 a year. And everybody in my life told me I was crazy. They're like, Dan, you can't go just make that money anywhere in another corporate job, which they were right. Like, you know, those jobs are hard to come by, especially right now in this economy. But I ended up walking away to start something where I created more, but it started very small. My first year as a coach, I believe that my uh, uh, on my tax forms at the end of the year, my income was $27,800. And, oh, I had so much shame around that, that I had essentially taken an 85% pay cut. And I started out a little naive, right? I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go pursue my purpose and live my dreams. So therefore, I should make half a million dollars in the first year. And by the way, I think that that is possible for people to walk away and be enormously financially successful. But I was so afraid of starting out being seen taking small steps. What I did is I was really hiding. I wasn't even talking to a lot of people in my life about my coaching business uh, when they could have actually referred clients to me that I could have helped because, you know, here I knew that I had this uh, website that wasn't getting any traffic. And I knew my mailing list when I started out was seven people. I actually went back into my old email server and looked at the very first email that I ever sent out to my database in 2015. And I sent it to seven people and five of them were friends and the other two addresses were mine. It was both of my email accounts because <laughs> I wanted to make sure that, you know, that, that the emails were going out correctly. And what was funny is when I go back and look at the open rates on those initial emails, it was like a 30% open rate. So basically, my friends weren't even opening the emails to read this inspiring content I was sending out. I was the open rate. I was like the two emails out of seven that was reading anything that I was sharing with the world. And that perpetuated shame. And I had this little Facebook business page that I invited, like, you know, my, my 2,500 friends on Facebook to like. And I think I only had about 18 of them who clicked in and followed my page. And I was really embarrassed about that. And the thing that really started to shift it for me, um, you know, because once I had gone to my accountant and got through that first year, this is when I learned the importance of interpretation when we're going through any up level or metamorphosis in our life. You know, when I had talked to some of my family members about what I made in my first year of coaching, they immediately jumped all over me. Well, how are you gonna how are you gonna grow that? I mean, you can't survive off that amount of money. And the one person who was so sweet about it was my ex-girlfriend's mother. And she had made a comment. She's like, that's actually really, really great. She goes, that you know, you generated that. You created twenty-eight thousand dollars from nothing. 
And that's when I realized that there was a certain alchemy to what we do uh, as entrepreneurs or creatives, that we just sort of take nothing and turn it into gold. And once I realized that I was able to generate through my own work, through my own service, $28,000 in my first year of income, I actually felt a tremendous sense of pride. I realized that that $28,000 was more than I made in my first year as a full-time radio employee when I graduated college in 1998. The first job that I took uh, in, in central Maine, uh, working at this little radio station in Augusta, Maine, I made $19,000 a year. So as I'm thinking in my mind, I was like, well, I started at $19,000 a year and I finished at $160,000. I was like, so, it, you know, essentially I 10X'd my income over the course of my career. I was like, well, certainly I could 10X this $28,000 and make more than I did in radio. And eventually I did that. But it's so important to have that perspective and focus on the interpretation that you give to things because it, it would have been very easy for me to listen to my family members who made me feel shameful and as if that first year of income wasn't enough. And thank God I had some people in my life. And then what really drove it home for me is I talked to a friend of mine that I had done theater with years and years before. And she asked how the business was going. And when I told her what I made, she's like, well, that's more than I'm making in this office job that I'm working at. And it gave me that instant perspective and got me out of the I'm not enough energy and got me focused on the gratitude for what I had created and kept me moving forward. But it's very hard when our ego gets in the way, particularly for those of you who are achievers and you believe that your only worth in the world is your net worth. You know, when we confuse that with our self-worth and we think that our value is because of the income we make or the amount of Bitcoin that we own or the number on the online banking app, then you're always going to struggle. You know, you, you'll actually replicate your old corporate income, living your dreams, but still tell yourself that you're not enough because <laughs> you know, it's always going to be this energy of lack. So point number one here, when we talk about why so many people don't get started or go through years of starting and stopping, but never really making meaningful progress toward their goals is we have these internal and external forces that keep us stuck. Number one, it's our own small beginnings in our life. We take a look at our biography or our family lineage, and we can't ever dream bigger than that. It becomes very difficult. For some people, it triggers fear that if they do better than their family, that they'll actually be rejected or pushed away from the family. But the second thing is more of that external, uh, is the external influence, which is our fear of how we're going to be perceived and will we be judged and will we be rejected by others. But the mindset shift that I want to give you today to help you move beyond that, when there is this fear of living your dream, and I believe this to be true, you are already programmed to live your dream. Think about that for a second, and let's look in nature. An acorn is pre-programmed. From the time that it falls, it's pre-programmed to eventually grow 
into a magnificent oak tree. An embryo is programmed to grow up into being a fully formed adult. A caterpillar is programmed to eventually uh, go through chrysalis and become a butterfly. The blueprint is programmed to eventually become a house, and the same is true for you. Now, some of you might be thinking, yeah, but Dan, that's nature. Like, who am I to think I'm really programmed to become a CEO of a company or to become a really well-known podcaster or to become a famous actor? Because you have to understand where your desires come from in the first place. Your desires aren't really yours. They were created and instilled into you by the same force that created you. So just for the same reason that you would never stop and argue with me about, well, Dan, not all acorns are programmed to become oak trees. And no, Dan, like a, a, a caterpillar doesn't always become a butterfly. Well, I guess if you step on it on a sidewalk and interrupt the natural flow of life, yes, that could be the case. But we don't really question these things in nature. We understand, you know, that a, a rose is programmed to bloom and to smell beautiful. But we don't believe it for ourselves. And this is a little bit of spiritual and metaphysical, but a great time of year for it as we're here at the holiday season. The same force in the world that created the oak tree, that created the caterpillars and the butterflies and the rose bush is the same thing that created you. You are one with that divine energy. You are here as a physical expression of the divine. The universe wants to express itself through you. It wants to expand and grow through you. So of course you are given these dreams and desires because you were biologically programmed from your conception to become that thing. You know, they talk about this in the Hindu texts, the Upanishads, where they say, whatever it is that you desire, you're already that thing. That's the spiritual meaning here that we're talking about. So why do so many people struggle to integrate this? Because a lot of times we're taught from an early age, especially depending on the religious system that you grew up in, that the desires of the heart are evil uh, that they're ungodly, that wealth is bad, uh, that sex is bad, that your creativity is bad, and that we're not here to create, that somehow we're here to serve this entity outside of us. But the real thing that we come to understand in the New Thought teachings is that there is no, it, yes, that entity, the higher power is outside of us because God's source universe is in everything, but it's also within us. There is no separation. We are one with that divine energy. Therefore, your success is assured. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm coming back with the four steps that are going to help you start your dreams, even when it's scary. Thanks for listening today. Hey friends, in 2020, I mentored a small pod of three extraordinary women in a unique coaching format to give them the personalized support and the rock solid community to reinvent their lives, even in the middle of a global pandemic. Over the course of their year together, two of the women created new businesses that helped them double and 4X their income. 
The other woman overcame 60 years of childhood trauma and found love again at age 69. All three moved from surviving to thriving and made lifelong friendships in the process. This pod coaching format was so powerful, I've created limited opportunities for you to join me for the same experience in 2022. The Life Amplified Collective is a year-long membership where you'll get personal coaching support from yours truly, plus you'll learn alongside a small pot of badasses just like you who are ready to invite in more impact, income, and love in the coming year. With two pod calls a month and 52 weeks of text and voice message support, you'll have the coaching and community to create your next level. However, only four spots are left for 2022, including one spot in a special men's only coaching pod. This is an incredible opportunity at the most attractive investments that I could offer. In fact, you'll get 52 weeks of support for less than three months of private one-on-one coaching with me. Only four spots remain. Apply right now. Fill out an application on my website to join at creativesoulcoaching.net. Okay, let's talk about the four tips to help you get started on your dreams, even when you're ready to crap your pants. All right, the first step is remembering to keep a sense of humility. You know, and this gets into all the egoic stories and the fears that we talked about earlier around the perceptions or will I be rejected if people see me starting small? I told you about my, you know, poor mailing list where only two out of the seven people on the mailing list opened my my initial messages and they were both me from different email addresses. But... Had I not pushed through, if I had given that an interpretation that, Dan, nobody cares about what you share and nobody really cares about this dream that you have and you need to go back to what's safe and familiar, I I, I could have given that interpretation and I could have walked away. But that fear of only having seven email addresses, here I am six years later in a year where I did national daytime TV talk shows where I was a guest on the Tamron Hall show, which has 2 million viewers every single day. And that episode aired twice. So, you know, you could say that I could have reached up to 4 million people there. I can get on a nationally syndicated radio show like the Elvis Duran Morning Show, which broadcasts to over 10 million people every morning. And those interviews live on in podcast form where God knows how many people could find it. I had to have the humility to be the only person reading my own content to now have the ability to reach 12 to 14 million people in a year. That's what I would ask you to consider, that the circumstances of where you're starting today are not where you're going to be forever, but you also need that faith, faith in yourself and Faith in some sort of higher power, I think, really helps. I'm not saying you have to believe in God or an organized religion. But if you believe that the only way that you're going to be able to create your success is to single-handedly push the boulder up the hill by yourself, you'll get there. You will, because what's yours cannot be withheld from you, right? You're not going to miss it. 
but that's an exhausting way to go. And by the time you reach the top of the hill, you might find yourself tumbling back down because your system crashes. So it's really that faith in yourself, but faith in a higher power, a universe that will support the things that support life. Uh, so humility is the first step. The second thing, though, when we talk about bringing your dreams to reality, even when you're afraid, is you need a success plan, which we have to start looking at wherever the gap is uh, between where you're at now and where you're trying to get to. What are the areas where you need to skill up and become more knowledgeable? I've talked about this on the podcast before. When I started coaching, the coaching part was easy for me. I can sit with any client and, you know, in the span of an hour, and especially over the span of some hour-long conversations in three to six months, completely help people <laughs> reprogram themselves for success, identify the hidden blocks, and help them reach their dreams. I've done it time and time again. What I did not know when I started out was where to go to find clients, how to do online marketing, how to do podcasting, how to um, you know create content on social media, how to do webinars and free trainings. That was all the stuff where I had to skill up. Um, one of these days, I'll tell you the story about the first ever webinar I did and what a disaster that was. But that's another story for another day. So really start getting clear. You know, for those of you who want to get out of debt and generate wealth, you might uh, have to start learning about uh, investment strategies and where to put your money so that it's growing for you when you're sleeping, for instance. Uh, those of you who want to lose weight, it's, it's probably, you know, just learning to build a meal plan that works for your body. But we want you to start creating that success plan and identifying where are the places you need to skill up, which also means that once you have the success plan, you need a setback plan <laughs> because personal growth or achieving your dreams is not a linear journey. It doesn't mean that you're just consistently just flying right up the top of the mountain. There's going to be days when you take a step forward and then it feels like something knocks you off track and, and there's three steps back that, you know, there's some external things going on with your family or God forbid you get sick. We're seeing all the variants spread right now. So, you know, things are going to happen because we're human. But what is your plan when the circumstances of life aren't meeting your expectations? What support do you have in place? Do you have a coach, a mentor? Do you have a supportive community who will cheer you on and help you get back up on the horse? It doesn't mean that we're expecting to fail. I want to be very clear. But we are expecting to encounter setbacks. Getting off track is part of the journey, which means that you need some sort of support plan in place to get back on track. And finally, step number four, uh, and this isn't so much an action step as it is a mindset shift, is remembering that fear is not a reason to quit. So many people are like, Dan, you know, how do I build this next thing in my life without wanting to vomit on myself when it's time to take action. Like, how do I do this without being afraid? And I can't help you with that as a coach. And you can go to the most famous coaches in the world. You can go to Tony Robbins. You can go to whoever. They're not going to be able to help you with that because fear 
is a normal biological response. And remember, when we're experiencing fear, all that is is a sign that we are done operating by the status quo. We're done surviving, and we are taking some new action that is taking us into uncharted territory and is going to help us thrive instead of merely get by in life. The human nervous system doesn't really care whether you're happy or not. That's not what the brain was desired to do. What it's designed for is to give you certainty and to keep you in a place of being prepared and expecting what is next. Because the nervous system, for all the, the advanced thinking that we can do now, as much as we've evolved as human beings, we've never evolved beyond fight or flight. So any sort of change to our routine, the nervous system on some level thinks it's going to kill us. If you continue to stay stuck in a soul-sucking job that underpays you what you're worth, well, the brain at least knows to expect that, and it knows how you're going to cope with that. It knows that you're going to scrimp and save, or that you can save coupons, or that you can go without and maybe only eat two meals a day if you're in financial struggle. It will plan and, and no ways to work around that. What the brain doesn't know is what do I do with all this wealth? <laughs> like, it has no frame of reference for that. And it doesn't have a plan to manage those things, especially if there is a subconscious part of the brain, which pretty much dictates how you're showing up in the world anyway, that believes wealth is bad. If it believes that wealth means more people are going to want things from me. If it means wealth means I'm going to turn into some sort of a-hole and I won't be spiritual. So the nervous system would much rather know what's going to happen, even if the things that are going to happen keep us in a place of struggle and frustration, than step into the unknown to take a step toward our dreams when it doesn't know what's going to happen there. You have to start to operate greater than your survival thinking, and that's when fear comes in. You know, there's plenty of cliches in personal growth about Fear is actually a compass leading you in the direction of where you should go. And that's because the things that scare us are the things that are helping us grow. It's getting us out of our survival response and helping us step into new expectations, new standards, a new way of being in the world, a new way of contributing and expressing ourselves to the world. So fear in that regard, is actually your friend. If you're not feeling afraid, chances are you're not really doing much to push beyond your comfort zone. Those are your four steps that are going to help you get started on your dreams even when it's scary. Number one, keep a sense of humility. Lead with a servant's heart, right? Just get worried about what can I give and what can I offer to the world. Number two, you need a success plan, which means that you need some support in your corner. You need to know the places where you need to skill up to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Number three, you need a setback plan. You need systems of support and accountability and immediate feedback in place when things aren't happening on your timeline or in the way that you imagine. And number four, we want to keep this mindset shift that fear is just a sign that you're done surviving 
and you're ready to thrive. If this episode serves you, could you please share it with a friend? You can screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram. Be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason. And if you're so inspired and you know that January you want to hit the ground running, that you are ready to create your success plan, that you're ready to have support in place to help you during any setback. If you need a supportive community to help you navigate the fear of the unknown, we do have four spots left in my Life Amplified Collective pod coaching program for 2022. So that's a chance to have 52 weeks of support from yours truly for a year, but you're also gonna be growing along a like-minded tribe of people just like you who wanna create their amplified career and life in 2022. So it's bi-weekly coaching calls with me. It's ongoing text and voice message support for 52 weeks, and it's monthly cutting-edge trainings to help you 10x your joy, your success, your abundance. And the best thing is, it is a program that's giving you a year of support for lower than a three-month private coaching investment with me. Now, if you'd like some more personalized support in the coming year, I do have a couple spots open for us to work together one-on-one as well, but it all starts with filling out an application on my website. Go to creativesoulcoaching.net for all the info. I love you with all my heart. I appreciate you being here. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified.